0: Hello and welcome to episode number two hundred and thirteen, Armin Show Podcast in the Place to Be. We have a guest on this one. We have guests many a time. Who is our guest today?
1: Uh this is Nicholas Tovar.
0: Nicholas Tovar in the Place to Be. I could present How I Know Nick, but Nick, how do I know Nick? How do we know of each other?
1: <laughs> Nick, how does how does Nick know Nick?
0: And me. Okay. How Nick do we know and
1: him? and Armin. Nick and Armin. I I met Armin actually I think at um elementary school if like... no Could high school be.
0: i think middle it's school. high school yeah high school maybe well there was what, a short time you were in what elementary middle and high schools did you go to
1: Sarah. middle was balboa i went to balboa yeah so maybe it was balboa and I then you meant... went away for a little bit
0: i went away came back came back and Buena then high, high school
1: high school is where we reconvened
0: boom okay i forgot about the middle school this is why you need to check on things you forget things in life <laughs> Those were in Ventura. I lived in Ventura County, great place, relaxed individuals, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now Armin was spelling bee
1: champion. Hey, no
0: big deal. <laughs> we'll just leave that detail out. That is true and accurate <laughs> about the past that happened. And then also at uh, college related, Ventura and UCSB Ventura related. Community
1: college and UCSB we went together. Boom.
0: Also roommates at some point. Yeah, roommates at UCSB. This man. It's cool. <laughs> that is wonderful. Now, Nick. Yes. I would intro by mentioning we both have scientifically oriented minds. I'd agree. This is a nice feature. Tell me about your inclinations in science, why you have liked it, and did you like it from age two? Has your personality <laughs> changed since, a- since age five?
1: Uh <laughs> I don't know about... A cha- I mean, definitely I've grown I, okay. uh, since age two. <laughs> Show off. I've grown. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I've always been kind of interested in science. Uh, I think when I was younger, I remember someone asking me what I wanted to be, and I, I said entomologist.
0: Oh, man. What is what is that?
1: Uh, someone that studies insects.
0: Well, I didn't remember that. So that's some skill. So an yeah. entomologist. Yeah. To what age did you say that at? Uh, it
1: was probably... I don't know, preschool? Three what, to five? What kind of preschooler
0: says that? <laughs> Who's that? Usually you ask preschool, what do you want to be? The color blue! <laughs> That's it. Okay, cool. So you like bugs? Yeah, I like bugs.
1: In general, I think I was pretty curious as a kid. I got into video games really early too.
0: You loved Quake? Kidding, which yeah. ones?
1: <laughs> Quake. Well, I started on the Atari when I was like three. Okay. Playing with my family. That's yeah. early on? Uh huh. But then also kind of, I think along with that was like a curiosity of computers and, uh, you know, my dad was kind of into science and teaching me certain things about nature and just making sure I was curious in that regard. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of pushed me towards, you know, science in general, observational and, and kind of rem- remembering to answer or ask those questions, I guess.
0: Right. Questioning. The Rook in the last episode talked about questioning everything that's one of his life mm-hmm. mottos, uh, which most people don't do they're just like i go with what it is but if you do that you're always on autopilot and you didn't add anything you just followed along which is okay but not interesting at all oh, right and
1: you don't and you don't like learn for yourself kind of the what's going on in your own environment right,
0: right. yeah you're just going along with it mm-hmm. like amoeba to light <laughs> now
1: you said games the by the way adoption icebot right R- shoot Shoot, go
0: scientific with the rhodopsin. R-H-O-D-O-P-S-I-N. <laughs> Can you use it in the sentence? I already spelled it. So, no big deal. Spelling be champion. What is that? Thank you. Rhodopsin ice bot? Ice, I, uh, I spot. I spot. Right? Don't, uh... I know everything. Tell us about Nina it, though, just that? to remind me about what I already know. About. <laughs> you mean the blind spot? No, we're talking no, they about they have little
1: one? eye spots. I think some of the prokaryotes have mm-hmm. eye spots that are... Made with rhodopsin, right? Okay. Some of the earliest ones. I this is remembering from high school biology, so that's good.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I might put a link to something related to rhodopsin under this episode. So, but you mentioned games, right? Yes. I played games. A lot of them are on computer. Take us through some of the games you played over the years, from when you were zero to now. <laughs> when I was zero. Whether video games, computer games, or wound. board games. No, I uh... started in the
1: womb. <laughs> I think, so like I was saying, my first kind of um, involvement or or introduction to games was the Atari 7800, I think.
0: Okay.
1: And so I'd play with my family. We'd play, I don't know, there was one called Tanks. Tanks. Is that like
0: (laughs) Scorched Earth? Did you play Scorched Earth?
1: Uh, I did play Scorched Earth, but it was much simpler, like move your tank through a little maze and then shoot at the other tank pretty good, pretty Not, good. No, no trajectories just, I love trajectories
0: yeah. but that's cool it's precursor to scorched earth mm-hmm. which was the tagline was the mother of all games <laughs>
1: yes yeah. and then uh, like kind of favorites like Pac-Man Galaxian uh-huh. um, Vanguard was another game I had E.T. was Galaga on it? Galaga I, yes uh, Galaga yeah. you
0: had
1: E.T. E.T. which was a kind of uh, <laughs> cult following favorite I guess because it was so horrible it was horrible. <laughs> there was literally, yeah, there was, there's one story, I guess, regarding E.T. about them having some, not sold so many copies that they had to bury a bunch of them in the desert somewhere.
0: That's a and, sad story. Yeah,
1: yeah. They later, I mean, I guess someone, you know, checked out the story and found a bunch of these E.T. cartridges somewhere buried in the desert. So They found it. Yeah. So it's not like this was,
0: you know, All some a well. tale. It didn't end up in the big plastic Pacific ocean yeah. <laughs> garbage pitch which is a thing
1: which interesting enough actually speak on that topic you just swam
0: there you just <laughs> swam there
1: no I, I was reading an article about them measuring plastic particles in some of the fish life in the marianas trench uh, which is horrible honestly because at the means, bottom yeah, down there basically there yes plastics are everywhere now in, the, in our oceans
0: Man, that is terrible to hear that it got down there, the highest pressure thing we have. Yeah. What, it fought its way down there? Plastic amazing <laughs> over here. It's like, I'm going to get you. In the gu- I guess, you. I mean,
1: they just I think w- they found it in some animal, like in a little shrimp or something right. down there, yeah.
0: Which means it ate something that was there, which yeah. means it ate something. Because there's no way plastic casually rolled down. Right. Right? Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. You would yeah. think like that area is like clean. Yeah. We haven't messed it up. There's just so much plastic in the oceans, it's... Thanks, James Cameron, for going down there. <laughs> Titanic guy, I think. Yes, I think you're
1: right. Yeah. He had submarine adventure.
0: Just displaying a high level of film knowledge. You know me. I watch these two-and-a-half-hour-long <laughs> things. Why are they two-and-a-half-hours long? I don't know. I actually watch them. So, those games, then what after that? In computing.
1: Uh, yeah, so after that, I mean, kind of followed up with... Um... Uh, Nintendo was the next one. Shadow System. Super maybe. Mario 3. Super Mario 3. Uh, I remember, like, getting Super Mario and then Duck Hunt mm-hmm. with the little track and field game, too. 2, two, two. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah, and you got the little pad that
0: you could run on.
1: Yes. Which was more about, like, how fast you could just move your feet rather than, like, actually running on it.
0: Right. Yeah. It was hard to mimic things. Yeah.
1: But, uh, so that was interesting playing a lot of games through there. And then finally... Kind of toward the, um, I think early two thousands, or late nineties is when we got our first computer. Shout out to computers. Yeah, and that's kind of, I became the, uh, the person in the house that would solve all the issues because I'd have to call tech support. Tech support. support.
0: <laughs> well you'd call them.
1: Yeah, I'd call tech support because my family'd be like, we don't know what's wrong with right. the computer here and <laughs> figure it
0: out. Mike was the one every every family or group of people had had someone, that was that. Yeah. Exactly. Did you play any of these Doom Quake Unreal StarCraft Uniball? Nobody played Uniball. Any of those four other ones?
1: Doom Quake StarCraft Uniball? All I think all the above.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to that. I, I
1: did not play Uniball a lot, but I did
0: I think I tried it with you once. We tried it. Yeah. Uh Unreal tournament.
1: Yep, definitely that.
0: 2004 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, we played
1: that together a couple matches.
0: Most likely. Yeah. I shoot hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mega Man or Mega Man yeah.
0: or McCheese was McCheese, the other game yes so both th- those two those were my nicknames what were your nicknames
1: um I think pretty consistently Bit Zero
0: Bit Zero I yeah. forgot about it he would log on I've seen Bit Zero online <laughs> uh, and now you just reminded me through indirectly this guy Ricky we knew it was Dudermont.
1: Dudermont, yes Dutermont. classic
0: the stuff you remember remember
1: uh who was Al Albert was alpha, alpha Q Up.
0: Oh, yeah. Alpha, the letter Q, and then up. Alan was that. What What the best nickname ever? One of the top ones. Really up there. Nick didn't curse. He was saying Alpha <laughs> Q, the yeah, letter no, no Q. No
1: beeping necessary on that.
0: Up. I mean, you
1: could beep it if you want.
0: Alpha. That's not what. He didn't say anything. <laughs> so, right. We were on there. We did some Counter-Strike or something. Battlefield. We did. Battlefield 1942. Oh, did.
1: yeah, we did some Battlefield. A lot of StarCraft. A lot of StarCraft. Brood
0: Wars. Yes. Oh, my gosh, by the way. I mentioned it before. Me, Dan, Tom, Alan, Brian. These were some of the crew. shout out to Nick. I don't remember playing with Nick, but he remembers. So he was there at some point <laughs> in StarCraft, which is pretty well, cool. I remember we got it working on our uh, on our LAN. LAN parties of, yeah. happened. I was in some. He was in some. Yep. Oh, yeah, we did it. At the, we did StarCraft at the uh, at our roommate ship mm-hmm. uh, I forgot about <laughs> roommate this ship, I like that yes Landland land was the name the location land, yes. I have uh-huh. pictures from the place still in a zip called Landland land. Nick doesn't even know <laughs> still have it I think it's in my documents secret pictures folder. it's just the rooms <laughs> classic you want to keep pictures of stuff because I forget a lot of stuff keep records people this is a tip for all listeners put records of things thoughts pictures something you forget stuff And then it's gone. Like, I barely remember some stuff, and Nick remembers it. Right. We
1: when we were when we were taking our walk today, that's what we were kind of both reminding each other about. That certain instances, particularly here in Santa Barbara, when we were at this location, students. Yes. Yeah.
0: Nick reps this locale. I currently don't, but you know me. I run all cities now. Nick, (laughs) uh, you reside near Santa Barbara in in Goleta. Goleta. Yep. You'll be here for a couple of years. Tell me about the functioning you do at your place of employeeship currently, recently. Okay, so
1: currently I work for a company called True Vision Systems. Mm-hmm. It's a uh medical device company. Okay. Uh, I work in IT in particular and do kind of a gambit of things. Um or gamut, sorry. Uh and um okay. basically um The company itself makes um, typically 3D systems for surgical use um, so doctors can do surgeries in a heads up position rather than leaning over a patient. Um, The cameras in particular are a little bit better at um, uh, catching light. They have um, HDR on them, high dynamic range which allows you to see a little bit more uh, nuances in some of the lighting, Um, particularly when you're operating inside the eye, that's very helpful. And then different actual lighting schemes on it. Um, And that's kind of the ophthalmological side. There's also a neuroscience side that we're starting to add or neurosurgical side that we're starting to add. And that is using a whole different camera with actually a robotic system, which is really interesting. Um, It's kind of, in its kind of... um, Introduction phase. They're just starting to kind of get surgeons' opinions on it, to improve it and um, kind of get it into surgical rooms where it should make operating a lot easier on patients. Um, some of the systems we actually create too for the on the ophthalmology side. Um, um, there's software that our software devs create that actually make surgical or map map the eye essentially and allow surgeons to know exactly where to do their cutting. Um, so there's no kind of second guessing. you know where they should be operating um which which helps you know make surgeries more successful
0: that makes sense yeah high level of detail imagine cutting an eye and then neuroscience big fan so that's brain Mm -hmm. and they're making it easier to do
1: right yeah they're making it easier to do spinal surgeries even cranial surgeries um because the robotic arm that they're working with can kind of move in different directions. Um, Actually, uh, one of the guys I works with is writing kind of all the the software for that. And he's adding in things that like um, lock to target so you can rotate around a specific point. And so if they need to, let's say, open up the skull and then see in a particular portion of it, they can kind of lock it on that particular portion of the brain. And then if the surgeon needs to move his tools in one direction, he can actually rotate the camera you know, over a sphere, spherical kind of coordinate plane. So um, that allows him to kind of get whatever view he needs to make the best judgment of where he should be
0: operating. That is superb. It's pretty cool stuff. Rotational pivot, Mm -hmm. something of that nature. How do you build that?
1: Yeah. And this is actually a very prototype because a lot of um, neurosurgeries and ophthalmological surgeries and even kind of in dentistry they're used to using um, oculars in this kind of mechanical microscope that's on kind of usually it's like a a, a pivoted arm of some sort mm-hmm. um, that they use and can be quite cumbersome in a, in a uh, surgical room and so this robot is actually a lot smaller and isn't you know isn't uh, doesn't need a lot of room to interact with stuff
0: That's a nice feature. Multiple selling points, better scanning, smaller footprint. Right.
1: So overall, we're hoping it it allows for um, quicker surgeries, um, not tiring out the surgeon as much since they're not operating in a heads down position, Mm -hmm. um, allows them to actually see what they're operating on better, Mm -hmm. um, you know, allows for more mobility in the actual scope itself, kind of in general, kind of, um, raising the efficiency of the, the surgeon and thus hopefully, um, creating a more, um, you know, positive, uh, surgical outcome.
0: This is a fabulous. So you are doing it related to this, which was related to people once asking you, can you help us with it? Life <laughs> presupposes the future. That's neat. Have you broken their internet at any time?
1: <laughs> I have brought the internet down many times, uh, usually to fix something, but, um, yeah. Besides, kind of the day to day IT, which uh, we handle sometimes, or I help manage a lot of the projects. I actually build uh, some of the images, the the OS images for the systems themselves that we send out with the uh, with these carts or or whatever surgical carts.
0: How cool is that? Yeah. Images. I have used it to back up when I was switching to Linux or something. <laughs> Maybe something yeah. like that. Yep. Can't recall. I used Linux before. Didn't remember that till now. So you got to keep records of stuff. <laughs> I was on Linux like three times. This is neat. Now, connected to information technology and or upcoming research prototype, whatnot, I had a few scientific things I wanted to discuss about upcoming uh, stuff, thoughts okay. on it. Okay. Okay. One of them 3D printing. Have you seen any examples of it? Is that related at all? Probably it's not that far from what is being described what is cool in that that comes to mind to you so actually or... yeah at true vision systems
1: we use uh, our engineering team uses two different 3d printers to kind of prototype certain designs on things particularly with the um, part of the surgical cart there's some attachments for the robot that allow it to move in certain directions when the you know when like our microscopes attached to it mm-hmm. and uh, those things were all prototype using a 3d printer
0: oh neat yeah and then so they're pro- and then later, they're printed out with like normal
1: yeah, later they're machined.
0: yeah, um, huh, yeah, that's useful. way efficient because then you can try stuff. you couldn't do that before. you'd have to machine exactly. Yeah the machine, the machine you'd have
1: to use metal components and and, and wait a, wait a long time to get them machined and uh, now they can just kind of prototype it and print it.s it plastic?? Have it ready. Yeah plastic plastic.
0: That's pretty neat. That's right there, folks. So 3D printing happening right now uh if you didn't know now you know that's cool separate one vr have you looked in vr glasses thoughts on that all these things for some reason are relating to the stuff that you are around yeah actually disturbing so what do you use cryptocurrency there too (laughs) Next thing, blockchain is yeah we
1: use that no uh so with the the vr um is interesting because when i first started the company uh one of their big things is 3d right so Mm -hmm. and They use that so the surgeon can still have depth perception even without looking through, you know, the standard binoculars that they usually use to look through a microscope. That's pretty cool. Um, So now they use 3D glasses and look at a big screen, and it still allows them to get depth perception while they're operating. Um, Prior to that, besides thinking about using a screen and glasses, they were looking into the possibility of using, um, like, an Oculus Rift um, rather than having a full screen in front. Um, that's something they still are kind of toying with, I think, uh, but it's not um, kind of a main uh, goal, but right. it's definitely an interesting portion. i think I think the tough part is, is that um for kind of the needs um, you know of of the surgical realm, you want the image quality to be as best or as nice as possible. right. And right now, I don't think quite oculus rift is there with some of the resolution or or even some of the other ones um, that are coming out. but it's getting there, I think.
0: So it's nifty, but you can't mess with this stuff. You want to mess with the eye? Other person will have twenty twenty vision to 27 vision. <laughs> Seven's an odd number and not normal. Or maybe actually has a better vision. But make it 20-37. <laughs> that's because of a false cut. That makes sense. You can't go to a thing when it's medical grade if it's not medical grade yet. Yeah. You just can't do it. It's sort of like army grade or whatever they call it. Military grade. Military grade, yes. Boom. That's two of the system. What is not in this thing? They have do well the cryptocurrency. Y'all using <laughs> cryptocurrency?
1: Yeah, no, we we don't use any blockchain, not as of yet, at least. Uh, I know that's very popular in in kind of the entrepreneurial world. Everything blockchain is people are kind of jumping on, but right, um, nothing of that yet. Although I have heard potentially some, you know, patient data and things like that are being you know, looked at as far as being stored with blockchain technology. Oh, that's pretty cool. To kind of anonymize some of
0: it. Right. So the records aren't released. And last one was AI. Is there any AI connected to it? I can't say AI
1: specifically. I think one of the things we're looking into is uh, they they have a new project they're working on. Or it's not new, but they've been developing it for quite a while. But it's um, using... um, Mapping from uh, different data sets so like they're looking at um, Google Maps <laughs> Not quite so the, the Google Google Maps of inside your body. So like they'll take, oh, cool They'll take MRI data and then what they're doing that is they're mapping it to kind of laser scans of The person the patient okay, and so while the basically while the um, Doctor is operating or the surgeons operating they can kind of see on a screen where they are in three dimensions mm-hmm. um, inside of a patient, and some of that um, data that they they kind of kind of collect together, kind mm-hmm. of to parse it together. Um, they have some algorithms algorithms in there that use some some fancy um, maybe machine learning or um, different things like that to do the mapping.
0: That's pretty neat. Also, you couldn't have too much AI usage there because in the programmer had said location would be replacing themselves. So not good. (laughs) Is there anything in the AI category you have found interesting in recent times? What are your thoughts on such?
1: So I think, um, I don't know. AI is a complicated topic, I think, because several, I mean, quite a few people, I think, would disagree how easily the term AI is used right now. It's used so easily. People are just like,
0: AI, it's not so easy. (laughs) We have to work so hard just to get something to play chess.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think too, there's, there's a difference right between machine learning and then, you know, kind of full AI, artificial intelligence. I know that there's certain places working on like neural nets. mm -hmm. And those are probably the closest thing we have to AI right now. But many, many places, I mean, Google, for instance, has been working on machine learning, you know, teaching their Google image search to figure out what is a dog.
0: Right. Right. That's a dog. (laughs) Yeah. They're getting good. I, I, I've seen some stuff recently, it's disturbing. It's like, it knows that's a car. Yeah. Which is a skill, like it's just a bunch of, if you're a computer... You type in
1: Apple and it has like, even though the picture has an Apple in it, it's a picture of many different things, right? Right. It's like interesting how you can associate that, or it's starting to associate that word with even a a complex scene.
0: You know, it makes us amazing. How do we do it? Because it's just a bunch of colors and dots, but we're like, oh, that's orange. (laughs) We're really skilled, and AI shows us that. Now, those two are something. But this one here, folks, we were at UCSB. How was your experience at UCSB? What do you like about learning? What have you liked that you have learned in learning?
1: What, I, what I've learned in learning. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think my experience at UCSB was...
0: Um... And Ventura College. Shout out to Ventura College. <laughs> I love this school. A lot of people met there.
1: Yeah, actually... I mean, I think going to a community college was one of the better things in my educational experience, just because it, it allowed me time to kind of figure out or, or not just even figure out, but kind of explore all the different avenues of It's a nice feature. And so like I've learned, I've taken classes, everything from physics, computer science, biology. I took voice classes, some art classes, kind of everything in between anatomy, physiology for no reason. I mean, other than curiosity right so i think i also took
0: that for a week yeah
1: so i think (laughs) so i think that's been um kind of good in in um being able to explore those different areas and not have to worry about you know graduating on a time some timetable
0: right look i am with this concept that nick is presenting frankly i'm with that long term i didn't get it like i was confused at certain institutions when it was time for like some key test or something. I was like, obviously they know I like this info and would like to progress. It doesn't really matter how well I do on this stuff. That was not the case. So it's a different perspective. Me and Nick share this part, the learning we actually look at is like Mm -hmm. cool and expanding our framework. And then like, you know, presenting something for the time oriented grade Seems a little comical in the long term. Still seems comical, actually, frankly, years later. <laughs> uh, I get it for the general collective, but it doesn't make as much sense for individuals like me and Nick who actually are about the learning or expansion of knowledge, expanding the human framework. It's a bit short-sighted, and obviously we don't. Ex- I wouldn't expect that to be built into the uh, school form if that's not the ma- majority, but... Uh, it's important, I think, to speak for some of the minorities that are not as visible. You know, there's more visible minorities out there, but maybe the uh, long-term thinking critical, thinking high-end processing folks are a different minority that is less publicly visible interlude there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think, uh,
1: you know, when we were in high school, you know, it became super important. Grades were kind of the focus, but... You know, looking back, once I got to a certain point at community college, it was just like, you know, I want to expand my knowledge base and my learning. That's the most important thing rather than these marks that get put on a piece of paper.
0: That the learning stays with you until, uh, you know, you're like 82. Right. You get more wrinkles in your brain, right? That. Yeah. You're able to connect that to stuff you do later. Yep. It has validity for your whole existence. You can connect things into a network if you have a nuanced brain. The the studying for a test that you... A, a lot of people forgot the, the, the stuff. The cramming, right? Yeah. Okay, I got the Schrodinger's equation for Tuesday. A lot of people did this. Nobody questioned this. <laughs> and then, like, by Thursday, you could ask the person, like, "What's the, eh, I don't know, next thing.
1: Right, that was just for a test would be their answer, maybe.
0: Right. And functionally it makes sense most people that are hearing what i'm saying right now would be like yeah man don't you get it yes but uh you know on the other end what <laughs> really <laughs> like what what if we just put a little bit less high effort and it's for stuff that we use for decades uh but that's not how it's not built that way it's more of a it took me a long time to realize it was like a it's you versus you yeah uh, we're not actually trying to build something. We're just seeing who outdoes the other, and then goes on the thing.
1: Right. That's an unfortunate thing. I think even now in, you know, academia, if you want to stay.
0: Oh, and I just want to t- throw in, me and Nick can out compete all the uh, computers <laughs> up there. It's just not the priority. Spelling champion. Uh, I I'm <laughs> mind. forget the spelling champion. Just saying, me and Nick got that. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: But uh, yeah, I think I think it's important, at least when you're going through your kind of collegiate career to remember that, yeah, as Armin says, you're only competing with yourself. And then it's not just about getting a degree. It's about kind of increasing your understanding in whatever you enjoy or what you are good in. um, And then kind of bringing that into the world, because sharing that what you're good in and what you enjoy is important um, to fulfilling other people's lives as well as your own.
0: Hundred percent. We only connect with and this is true across all people, even the folks I just talked about on the other end, they only go to shows or performances or whatever of people that are connecting with the thing they like, they do by default, they actually wanna do. That's where you go to the, you don't go to the show of somebody who they got a degree in jazz. <laughs> right. Like you don't do that. You go to the guy that like jazz, perform jazz. They teamed up with other jazz people. They liked it automatically. Uh, they wanted to do it. Now you're glad to see them doing their thing. We do this in all aspects of life, but for some reason, it's not included in the... I get it. The system of learning. The
1: standard curriculum type. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like shunned upon, like, what you thinking you're doing. But then those same people will be like, oh, God, I just paid $120 to go to the show of John, who does that thing. Right. Or even... Uh, not just creative fields. Could be like a... Uh, the engineers we like or the people like you know Ford for cars or whatever maybe there's a
1: great a great surgeon and everyone goes to him and he does an an awesome job it's his
0: thing yeah Uh, we might want to support that oh and also we connect with the passion of people yeah what is humanity but connecting with that passion without that we'd all just be like nothing to connect to it's that and then the adversity of life which also connects back to passion that's all we connect with the other stuff we can't it's like inanimate
1: Right, and on on top of that, not only are you so if you if you're following your passion, that's one thing, but also you're giving value to everyone else in mm-hmm. the society. If it's you're like doing inspiring. something that you're good at or that you enjoy, you're you're yeah you're providing value.
0: They get an energy out of it. Yeah, you're transferring some e to them <laughs> through your thing, and you can only do that with like when you don't like something, like an Office Space, he's like, well, if you don't like your uh, job. Um, you'll work you'll work at it but he said you'll work just hard enough not to get fired that's it so you're not gonna there's nothing cool gonna come out of that ever for years whatever that is so let's not put any weight in that realm it's almost irrelevant from the first day but some people they'll like you know there's that theme of after 10 years well John's been here 10 years let's clap for him (laughs) that's all we can do is clap because there was nothing else to mention (laughs) that's like when I say somebody's nice They had nothing to mention. (laughs) Mike's nice. Because I have no other thoughts about Mike. Generic comment, right? Completely generic. 2019. Goals, thoughts. Now, we went over a little bit of goals. Uh, Let's pick out one goal for 2019 or a segment of it. I always toss these in here.
1: Okay, so. uh, And he's on the record, folks. (laughs) We were talking about this earlier, and I was saying I think one important thing is I've I've been kind of too focused on my work and I want to make sure that, um, that is kind of equalized by my focus on, you know, my health and kind of wellness in general. And then also, uh, learning. I think I, I, if you're too focused on any one thing, you kind of, obviously other things suffer because of it. And so I think I need to re-equalize my life a little bit in that regard and, uh, kind of, um, get things moving on those other fronts.
0: Fitness. Okay, I know a few people, It's oh, frankly a lot of people, because fitness is a big chunk of existence, but is one, so that's good. And always I suggest doing things that you already would do, because now let's say you don't like rock climbing, and somebody's like, well, your fitness program involves rock climbing. How motivated are you? Like, oh, great, I got to do this rock climbing. You might as well be one of the guys in the office space job that has to go to do the office thing. So you always want to associate with what activities you're already doing, whatever it is. If you're like walking back and forth forwards and then backwards and then forwards, do that, or salsa dancing, yeah, some people specifically like that, even though the beat is terrible, you can't hear the horn you go <laughs> you could do that there's a lot of options i
1: I think I mean uh you know some good advice for for staying active and thing uh, is is doing things that are part of your daily routine that that may make you put in a little bit more energy, so if you're Normally driving to work, and it's close enough that you could bike. Do that maybe, or right. it's close enough to walk. Like what I, I mean, luckily I'm close enough to walk to work, so I'm gonna start doing that more often. This sounds good, but make it part of your normal daily routine. Not, don't look at it as exercise or you're something separate. Yeah,
0: you are screwed. It's there's two elements. One is if you look at something like it's difficult or it is in your difficult categories, you got no chance. And the other one is if you care too much about something, as I mentioned last episode, or yeah, last episode, uh, you also got no chance because you always lose to, lose to somebody who cares less. Because while you're caring and focused, blah, they don't care and they get the better results. Like Doruk was attorney for a bit and he didn't care. And so he did better than people that cared so much about it. But he left that. And now he's an actor uh, story. But uh, you always lose to, somebody, lose to somebody who cares less. And then also you don't want to do things that feel like work. Two life themes there. Right. Avoid them like the plague. The minute you it feels like work, you adjust or you're gonna lose a lot of tempo, which is time. <laughs> I thought
1: you said tempo there for a second, but tempo and salsa too, yeah. which has blow you, no, down.
0: you can't hear the horn. <laughs> <laughs> um now that's a good set. Always have goals by the way, I always include those because goals is the way to move forward in some form. It's nice when you set a goal, if you didn't do it, nothing changed. So eight months later you have nothing to like. Oh, cool! When you set a goal, it wasn't that hard. You started to do a habit. Eight months later, big change. So like,
1: well, I think I think another important point to that too is that um, it's it can be easy to get stuck in kind of a, a rut for a, not a better word, but oh yeah, the rut. Um, you know, if you if you see yourself stuck in this cyclical um event, basically at that point, you probably need to think to yourself, oh, it's time to do, to make a change in order to make myself grow as a, you know, as a human. And so, because typically, you know, if you're in a rut, you're not, you're not so happy because um, you're not growing. um, Right. When you're just doing the same thing over and over. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's, uh, you know, how you socially interact with people. Maybe it's, it's something different. Maybe it's your sleep pattern even. Maybe you're... Sleep pattern is a big one. Yeah. You're getting caught in a sleep pattern that isn't, isn't good for your body or something like that, um, but those things, uh, even though it can be hard to recognize those, um, take you know be mindful about how you're living and kind of try and get out of those situations by uh, doing something a little bit different.
0: Hundred percent. When you're in a rut, you can't just unrut because uh, if it was that easy, you wouldn't have been in a rut. So the only two options are, as Nick said, some real switch. So it's not like Oh, I'm in a right, I'm not doing activity. I'll just up the activity. It never works like that. Uh it's more like you you have a bad sleep pattern, so you start doing yoga class. Right. Something like that. That's the fix. You don't just un it never Because if it was, you would have just done it. <laughs> Option two is arming. Solve life. <laughs> but one of those two, it's a key thing. You can't just the if it was you have to put in
1: extra energy, get yourself kind of out of that yeah.
0: valley. It's like relationships, people are like Ah, uh, we have this issue. Well, you're not just gonna now undo the issue. It doesn't work like that. Like that, definitely, that is a thing that now showed up. It's there. It was gonna be there. It's based on your two personalities combining. You need some other adjustment or an alteration or a disconnection in some form. Uh, it's not minor. People treat it like we'll just undo this. You're gonna undo part of your personality.
1: It's like electron tunneling in chemistry, right? When the you're in the lowest. Oh energy. shoot! He's talking about what I talk about—energy <laughs> minimization—right yeah.
0: there at a low. Dang. Okay. This is two scientists. Uh, anybody? Anybody? So it's nice. Yes. That. I talked about that in an episode with Charles Cockle, I believe, the University of Edinburgh astrobiologist, I think. But yeah, you fall into energy. Yeah, I did talk to him about like I thought a career is mm-hmm. a, an energy minimization too, because mm-hmm. basically you're getting into something that. You kinda of do it by default mm-hmm. for many many years, and it's uh convenient and efficient uh yes, if you have a let's say relationship and you fall into that now you're at am- you're in a crevasse if mm-hmm. you will, and uh you don't just undo that you have to jump yeah. to a different hill and work from there dang analogies folks or connections something great tips <laughs> two. I want to add in, one, D&D you play. Tell us about Dungeons & Dragons. Anything interesting there? Sure,
1: yeah. I mean, I just started playing D&D again uh, this past year, and I've been playing it now again for about six to eight months, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I mean, if you haven't played it, I would recommend doing it, number one, because uh, it's a good way to kind of um, refocus your mind a little bit on doing something that isn't necessarily consuming um, media, right? So it's, you're not being I'm fed gonna have anything. A segue you're, real soon. you're imagining your um, your environment that you're in uh, and then kind of playing off that with some improv improvisation mm-hmm. and um, just kind of using your imagination a lot to come up with you know what what's going on in your in the story that you're telling basically. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's a good way to to in in at least You know our current day and age where we're used to video games or or computer entertainment or you know even TV. Still, the people that watch that um, it's away from getting away from just consuming media and then you're kind of creating your own stories in that regard.
0: Right, creation versus consumption. Yep, I am heavily on the creation side. I see happier people there. I haven't mentioned that I think in that way before, but yes. Just seems happier on the creation side. You're not as much like reacting to whatever is handed over, which never fits you perfectly versus what you make. What insights. And then perfect segue from what you just said. You talked about media usage and whatnot. I've just presented Nick with the book Digital Minimalism just to show him the Cal Newport <laughs> one. How has... Do you... Oh, do you have any... Might you do any digital minimalism in two thousand? 19 is there anything that would apply to adjust any feeds using apps or organizing your hard drive anything along those <laughs> lines
1: uh I, d- I definitely organize my hard drive um you do it <laughs> yeah there well, there's certain points it's kind of like you know the clutter in your room you right. like uh, you to a thing i'm to like... a point where yeah okay it's time to you know minimize your your uh data right um or at least organize it a little bit better and right. i think Um, to a certain degree, I don't use too many apps on my phone, um, for social media in general. There's a couple I stick to. Um, but other than that, I, you know, I, I really try and be mindful of the situations I'm in when I'm using them. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if I'm having, you know, um, I don't know, a meal or something with somebody, I'm not, I'm mindful about checking my phone or things like that during those conversations Mm -hmm. because I think you really have to be present in, in the moment, particularly when you're dealing with people just because, um, you know, even though you can connect with someone over the internet or things like that, uh, these people that you're interacting with on a daily basis kind of, there's a lot that you can can um, learn from them mm-hmm. or um, that can enrich your life, you know, in your own environment that you live in. So I think it's important um, that, we, that we kind of continue to do that and not be so... Um, I guess uh, distracted by some of the social media uh, out there
0: higher bandwidth interactions when you're in person full bandwidth Uh, other elements less you want to go towards higher bandwidth what he says and then when you're with such scenarios not getting distracted by oh, I got a like on something right that's great but i like was a one bit communication whereas right in front of you you have 48 billion bits (laughs) you're gonna skip 48 billion bits for one bit that's a poor exchange right that makes sense yeah it's tough to do the digital minimalism because it sounds boring a lot of things do meditation boring word gratitude these are boring they sound (laughs) just boring i'm gonna be grateful Oh, okay. I, I
1: don't actually. I don't find them that boring, but <laughs> they just sound
0: like oh, I'm gonna be more grateful today. Yeah,
1: you I just... I think. Well, I mean, like uh, like for me, sometimes in the morning, I don't. It's not necessarily meditate, but you. I think you have to take some time, or or the, at least for me, the kind of best way to is he
0: stealing my thing of closed eyes time. Let's hope
1: not. <laughs> to to kind of uh, at least take some time, not doing anything right, and just kind of. Um, I mean, listening to what's around you or kind of focusing on the day that you've had or the day that is coming, kind of aligning yourself to what is present. I think that's important as well. That's true.
0: I just want to point out, I was thinking he might mention closed eyes time, so I close my eyes right now. It's a genius thing I do sometimes. When you close your eyes, you're cutting out like 30% of the uh, processing power to your brain.
1: Kind of... Stimuli
0: yeah. Mhm. So now boom, you're booming, you're you're both resting and your other processing goes up, who knows, five percent something. And why are people's eyes open so often? <laughs> what can I say? This is gold. I would do it more often, but you can't do it while you're driving. Uh you can't do it in some instances where people are like, Oh, you're not looking at me. So and then also it's a different perspective you can get because the value of your actual eye looks, you realize that you're like, oh, there is a, a value to it to other people. How much of my eyes do I use? I think about that sometimes.
1: We're very visual animals, right? We're social and we use our eyes to be expressive and then also to uh, kind of as social um, notifications to other people, even. Like, if we look in one direction, other people may turn right. to that direction and look try to see what we're looking at they look
0: that same way yeah that's true it's very visual uh sometimes i'll be on treadmill i'll close my eyes for like 20 minutes nobody does it i feel like i'm ahead of the pack here (laughs) it's like an advanced strategy or whatnot
1: i think that that's great because you're also kind of you're focusing on on your present right which is Mm -hmm. um maybe it's you're listening to something like your heartbeat or
0: Okay, or, I am not doing that. Okay, I am <laughs> resting my eyes. I'm sure that's a good idea.
1: Focusing on your breathing, I don't know. Something
0: nah, No, okay. My eyes go hard when they're open. So then sometimes I'll close them. Um, it's like let's say you're LeBron, okay? Your dribbling and such time is way more valuable than John's dribbling and such time, right? So LeBron should be careful how much dribbling and such he does, right? Just happens to be me looking at things is really potent so i am <laughs> i am very careful with it okay eye time if you will eye time i'm not losing my eyes okay nick i like to check this one as we close out this episode what is one message if you would tell all people that represents your thoughts in a sentence if you had a megaphone to all of humanity what might be something you would mention to the 7.7 billion <laughs> people of our planet it would it would translate to that kind
1: of a, a blanket
0: statement for people to something that represents you could be a message toward them or a mm-hmm. message about you i make it so broad it's so difficult <laughs> armin makes life really challenging
1: uh i don't know i think um i guess one of kind of the the things i've tried to live by is kind of you know uh be kind, treat others as you'd expect to be treated, I guess and mm-hmm. and um, you know there's things a lot of people are going through that we have no idea about and you have no idea right and it's you don't need to add to that misery per se um, so just be mindful of what you are contributing to kind of the mm-hmm. negative and the positives of society and hopefully you know your life I mean you can push for more positive in the world rather than negative.
0: That's that's the stuff right there. I won't even add to that. Nick, I am glad to have had you on episode number two hundred and thirteen of the show. Oh nice. That's quick. True that. <laughs> and we are out.